Thanks for checking in on this podcast. You are about to hear an inspirational teaching from Caris Ministries. If God has used this ministry to bless you in any way, please take a moment and write to us at amen at caris.org. We are always inspired and blessed to hear how God is blessing people all over the world through what he is doing here at Caris. Also, if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can do so online at caris.org so we can continue making podcasts such as this available free of charge. Father, send us your word. Send us a word. Send us a word that will revive our hearts. Send us a word that will change our lives. Send us a word that will change our country. Send us a word that will change our generation. We are ready for you, Holy Spirit. Reveal Jesus to us. Let us encounter Jesus as your word is taught. Thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. I'm just going to be teaching on the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Spirit. Someone say the Holy Spirit. Say it again. Say the Holy Spirit. Now, the Holy Spirit has been on earth. Nothing divine happens outside of the Holy Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit is not a thing. The Holy Spirit is not an it. The Holy Spirit is God. We saw on Sunday in Acts chapter 5 from the story of the early apostles with Ananias and Sapphira. When Ananias and Sapphira, when Ananias went to sell and came to lie to the apostle in Acts chapter 5 from verse 3, 4 there, the Peter says that you have, why has Satan filled you? You've lied to the Holy Spirit. All right. So he says that, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and kept back part of the price of the land? And then when you verse four, okay, he says that while it remained, was it not your own? After it was sold, not in your own control. Why have you conceived this thing in your heart? Well, you have lied not to men, but what? To God. Remember, before they said, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the, the previous verse, verse 3? Satan filled your heart to lie to who? The Holy Spirit. All right. And then in verse 5, he said, you have not lied to men, but to God. So the Holy Spirit is God. So the Holy Spirit is God. It's not an it. We have, he's the third person of the Trinity and when we say the Trinity, there are some people who make all kinds of noise about the Trinity not being in the Bible. When you read the Bible, right from Genesis throughout Revelation, the concept of the Trinity, even though you don't see the word Trinity, you see the Trinitarian formula all over the scriptures, everywhere. In fact, once upon a time, when Jesus was being baptized, Jesus being a member of the Godhead, the second person of the Trinity. He Bible says that when he was on in the water, the heavens was open and the voice God spoke from above. So God spoke and the Holy Spirit descended. The first time, all the three we see them in action at the same time. You understand that? So the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, you may not see it in the scriptures, but it's everywhere. The concept, the word Trinity, you may see, you may not see it, but the concept, it's everywhere. It's littered everywhere because. 
our God is a triune God. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 2, Bible says that, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the spirit, and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the earth. Even before creation, before anything could happen on earth, the Holy Spirit has had to move. And Bible says in the verse 3, then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Hallelujah. So, God began to speak. When you read the verse 26, Bible says that, Then God said, verse 26, Then God said, let us, God is an us, U.S. Let us. He should have said, let me. But let us. Who is he talking to? Obviously not Satan. From the beginning he said, And God made, God made, God made. Then God said, Let us make man, let us talking to himself, but he's a self-contained community. So he is God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. It is called the Godhead. Alright, the Godhead. So the Godhead spoke to himself, and he says that let us make man in our image. When it was everything was being made, it was made as God spoke. But when it was time for God to make man, he said that let us make, he spoke as a, a, a corporate community, or self-contained community let us make man in not in my image our image and let them let them have dominion so we were created in the image of the triune god now back to the holy spirit so the holy spirit is the third person of the trinity when we say he's the third person we are not talking about in the order of ranking just like you can say in the united kingdom we have the prime minister uh, the political secretary is the, is the highest, followed by the deputy prime minister, then followed possibly by the chancellor of the exchequer, foreign minister, or one of those guys. No, not in that sense. The Holy Spirit being the third person of the Trinity does not mean he's less in rank. He's equal. So it, you can say, Holy Spirit, we worship you. Just as you can say, Jesus, we worship you. Just like you can say, God, Father, we worship you. So the Holy Spirit is God. Now, Let's go back to his purpose or how he has been involved on earth. I discovered from scripture, God has not done anything without his spirit on earth. So as you saw in Genesis chapter 1, Bible said the spirit of God was moving over the face of the deep. And, and in, um, when you read downwards, later on in, in, in Genesis, Bible talks about how God said, actually, my spirit will not dwell with man anymore because of abide permanently with man Genesis chapter 3 verse 6 but so right from creation we see the spirit of God then we come to what we call the patriarchal period the patriarchal period a patriarch is like a father of a nation or a father of faith father of so Abraham was a patriarch of the Jews Isaac was a patriarch um um, Jacob was a patriarch. So when you hear the word the patriarchs, you're talking about Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and particularly, um, I believe Moses was also one of them. But in the patriarchal period, God was dealing, preparing his people Israel. And now when God formed his people Israel, I want you to follow this very carefully, they were in bondage and he delivered them out of bondage and then he sent a, a type of Jesus to go and deliver them. Jesus is a deliverer. Amen. I said, Jesus is a deliverer. How many of you believe that? Jesus is a deliverer. He sent a type of Jesus in the name of Moses. 
okay, Moses to go and deliver his people. And Moses did all that he did and all that miracles because God's spirit was upon him. Right? God's spirit was upon him. But it got to a time, Pastor Moses did what most pastors normally do. Complain to God about these church people. <laughs> most pastors easily complain because human beings are very interesting set we are interesting set of creatures it is only god who can love us fully <laughs> not even your husband nor your wife so young young ladies don't be fooled to think that man will love you fully no, he can't. He doesn't have the capacity. No man has the capacity to love another man. So Bible says that uh, it says, uh, for no greater love has anyone than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friends. Hallelujah. Talking about Jesus Christ, First Corinthians chapter 11, verse 30. Jesus Christ loved us and gave himself to us. Bible talks about God being the lover of our souls, the, the lover and the savior of our souls. Our souls, your soul is where all the junk is. If you don't like somebody, it's because of their attitude. Not necessarily. You, you, your best friend is not because of the car he drives. If you, someone is your best friend because of the car he drives, then say, there's something wrong with you. He's not your best friend. He's just a, a parasite. You're just around. <laughs> but in your heart, you know he's not my best friend. You, 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 you like people. When you get to go into a room, a room with a, a group of people, you say, I like this one, I like this one. It's because of attitude. I don't like this one. Basically, because of attitude. All right? So, attitude is in your soul. And your soul, when people fall out with you, it's not because of your dressing they fall out. It's because of your soul, the way you speak to them. Your attitude is in our soul. But Bible says that Jesus is the lover of our soul. There are people here, you don't even accept your behavior. You don't like yourself. But Jesus loves you. Tell someone, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. This I know. So, so God loved us and he still loves us. The Holy Spirit then sent Moses, uh, came upon Moses. Moses went to deliver them. Now, in Numbers Moses started complaining like normal some pastors would do. <laughs> and Moses was complaining about the people. And you know what Moses told God? He said, well, am I the one who gave birth to them? <laughs> Why? They are asking me for food and God. Okay, look at Numbers chapter 11. Look at, look, at, look at it. It's a very interesting movie. Numbers chapter 11. Are you in Numbers? Which book comes after Numbers? Huh? Really? <laughs> Some of you were not sure now. Numbers chapter 11, verse 12. Alright, let's look at verse 11. So Moses said to the Lord, Why have you afflicted your servant? Talking about himself being the God's servant. Why have I not found favor in your sight that you have laid the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I beget them? That you should say to me, carry them in your bosom as a guardian carries a, 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 a nursing child to the land which I swore to your fathers. Where, where am I to get meat to give to all these people? 
For they weep all over me, saying, Give us meat that we may eat. <laughs> Moses was, he's had enough. I, 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 I am not able to bear all these people alone because the burden is too heavy for me. He was complaining to God. He said, I can't do this. I can't do what? Why? Why this? Why, why all this? I'm tired. I'm tired. Verse 15. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now. If this is what you are going to do, I can't take this people. Moses started complaining. Have you, realized, have you realized how God uses ordinary people? So God can use you. I said God can use you. And the interesting point is that when he was talking, he still has the Holy Spirit on him. He's a man who the Spirit of God was heavily upon. He said, please kill me. This, I can't do it anymore. If you won't do anything, I'll go kill me. And look at how, he, consider how he put it. He said, what have I done that I have not found favor in your sight? <laughs> he says, he's trying to say, God, why are you punishing me? Like what have I done wrong? <laughs> so let, let's look at verse 25. So Moses said, God said, okay, Moses, I'll have to do something about it. You're complaining too much. Okay, so okay, Moses, 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 okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> Verse 24. So, so Moses went out and told the people, God told him, go, bring, go and bring the people, and said the word of the Lord to them. And he gathered 70 men of the elders of the people and placed them around the tabernacle. Then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke to him and took, watch this, and took of the spirit that was upon him and placed it and placed the same upon the 70 elders. And it happened when the spirits rested upon them that they prophesied all. Although they were, they are never done so again. So what happened was that Moses alone, the job he was doing wasn't in his strength. Even though he was tired, the job was doable because the whole spirit was upon him. So when he said, give me other people to work with me, he said, bring them. And he took that same spirit, the same spirit and multiplied, placed upon all of them. And so he was doing as it was, more than 70 men's work. He, He was doing it. He was doing it. He was frustrated because people were complaining, give us meat, give us meat, give us meat. That's why his flesh kicked in. But originally, he was doing the work. Moses was doing the work. Why? Because the Spirit was upon him. You cannot do anything for God on earth without his Spirit. You can't have any significant impact on men around you Anyway, anyhow, without the Spirit of God. And so, as I showed you the other time in, in Judges, in the book of Judges, we see it a lot there, littered all over the book of Judges. Bible says, Judges chapter 3, verse 10, Bible talks about, and the Spirit of God came on him, right? And the Spirit of the Lord came on him, and he delivered Israel from the hand of some interesting name, Kushan, something. Yeah, yeah, over there. <laughs> all right. So how did he deliver them? Because the spirit of when you read two verses up was talks about how these people were under attack. They were they, 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 that, that king afflicted them and they cried out to God and God raised this young man called Oth- Othniel. That's it. God raised him to deliver the people of Israel. But how did he do it? Because verse 10 says that and the spirit, the spirit of the Lord came upon him. You can't do anything for God if his spirit doesn't come upon you. You can't. Alright, now particularly, yeah, chapter 6, verse 34, we also read there, the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. Alright, so 
all what they did was a function of the spirit of God coming upon them. I think in chapter 12 as well, or let's look at chapter 14 particularly. Chapter 14 verse uh, 25, I suppose. Chapter 14 verse 6. Look at chapter 14 verse 6. It, it talks about how, and the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and he taught, like that's talking about Samson. Samson was able to operate comfortably because of the spirit of God that came upon him. Alright, so the spirit of God came upon him. Guess what? And a, a young lion, he was surprised the young lion came and attacked him when you read verse 13. He was surprised. That he, the young lion surprised him. Hey, are you coming to attack me? Bible said he took the lion and tore him like you, you tear a, a goat by himself without any weapon. He killed. It was the function of the spirit of God upon him. Alright, and when you look at the verse 19 as well, the same thing it talks about how the spirit of God came upon Samson and Samson was able to do great havoc on his enemies. Look at chapter 15, verse uh, 14. The Spirit of God came mightily upon Samson as well, and um, he did havoc to his enemy. Praise the Lord. Now, when you look at chapter 16, verse 19, I want to show you something. Then, uh, talking about Delilah, then Delilah led him to sleep on her knees and called for a man had him shave off the seven locks of his head verse uh, then, then she began to torment him watch this and his strength left him uh, she said the philistines are upon you Samson." so he awoke from his sleep and said watch this and said i will go out as before at other times and shake myself. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. So he went to the Philistines and they tied him. He couldn't do anything. Because all the other times his exploits were a function of the Spirit coming upon him. I see the Spirit of God resting upon somebody. I see the Spirit of God resting upon somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. And so he, his exploits were a function of the Spirit of God resting upon Now look at David. David killed Goliath. Most of you think that it's because David was good. Now watch this. Very interesting thing I found out in the scriptures. I want to point you to too many scriptures. David knew in David's time, he wasn't the only one who could, who could throw a sling or a catapult. There are people who are so skilled, you can like stand from about 50 meters away, pull a strand of hair, and they can throw a sling to hit the strand of hair. So D- David was not exceptional in those days. But how come David's killing Goliath was not because of this, his skill? It wasn't a function of his skill. It was a function. First Samuel chapter 16 verse 13 tells us how the Spirit of God, then they poured the oil upon David, and the Spirit of God came upon him. What? Then someone took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. But it was after that day a lion attacked him. The lion made a mistake. Should have come before that day. <laughs> after that day, a bear came after one of his sheep. The bear made a mistake. Should have come before that day. After this season, anything that will rise up against you will make a mistake. Will be sorry for his life. In the name of Jesus. Why? Because the Holy Spirit shall come over you. And the power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Shall I believe? Shall I believe?
your ability to do exploits in God is a function of the Spirit of God upon you. To the extent that even Jesus, he couldn't do much outside of the Holy Spirit. Now watch this. Isaiah prophesied about Jesus in Isaiah chapter 11. He says that God was talking about how he's going to raise David. He's going to, Isaiah chapter 11 from verse 1, it talks about how he's going to raise him. It says that there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his root. Jesse is David's father, okay? So talking about Jesse's descendants. Now, go to the next verse. It said, the spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. Look at the next verse, what he said. His delight is in the fear of the Lord and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. These are all the functions, not decided by the hearing of his ears. Some of us, we've been hearing too many things and making decisions based on what you are hearing. What they are telling you. But you need the Holy Spirit. You need a dosage of the Holy Spirit. Then you can say, I'm not moved by what I hear. Hallelujah. So the Spirit of God comes upon you and you are not just judging by what you see. You are judging by the dictate of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit says he will take care of you. Most of us are too worried. So we don't give Holy Spirit any room. We don't give any room for God. But I see from this time, the story is changing. I see the story in your life is changing. You will not judge just by your sight. You will not make decisions by what you hear. You will make decisions based on what the Holy Ghost said. The Holy, you take what the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said, even in our recent day times, Bishop David Oyedepo, they were meeting in the city and he went to the bush. Because the Holy Ghost told him, move the church to the forest, the bush, bush. Who would do that in his normal senses? If you are not John the Baptist. <laughs> he did that. And when he went, they said, because God told me, I had God. And the church grew so exponentially. And up to now, they can't stop growing. When you obey God. When you walk with the Holy Spirit, you won't judge with just the physical senses. A man can come to you, a young lady you want to marry. A man can come to you. He may be unassuming. But all, you see, don't make, don't, don't make decisions based on what you see. What you see is not good enough. Mariah Woodward Etta, one of the great evangelist revivalists. Her husband left her in the midst of revival. Her husband abandoned her, had a problem, and then and so eventually they ended up divorcing. And the husband went and married a 16-year-old girl. One month after the marriage, he died. That young girl didn't know the man was about to die. She made a decision based on the sight. You shall not be a widow. You shall not be a widow. In the mighty name of Jesus. So, quickly, the Holy Spirit was very much involved on all the prophets. When you study the text very carefully, the scriptures, the Bible says that, and the Spirit of the Lord came upon me mightily. And the Spirit of the Lord, sometimes they use this phrase, and the hand of the Lord was upon me. The Spirit is the same thing. The Spirit of, so Elijah, um, Daniel, Moses, all those people, actually, it was said about Joseph by Pharaoh, that can we find anyone in this kingdom? Genesis chapter 41, verse 38, and Pharaoh said, can we find such a one as this 
A man in whom is the spirit of God. So Joseph dreams. You go and dream and think that I can dream it. No. What was happening was a function of the Holy Spirit. Is it possible that people are struggling because they are not listening to the Holy Spirit? Or they are not working with the Holy Spirit? Or the Holy Spirit is not coming upon them? When it was time for Jesus to come, as I told you last Friday, the angel appeared to Mary. Luke chapter 1. And the angel told Mary, Blessed are thou, for you are about to conceive. And then Mary's answer in Luke chapter 1 verse 34 says that, How can these things be since I know no man? I don't know a man. I don't have what it takes. You don't need what it takes. Ah. I said you don't need what it takes. You don't need what it takes humanly. You don't need what it takes. John G. Lake went to South Africa without having what it took. Lived in a five-bedroom, well-finished house. Beautiful house. Someone said, the Holy Ghost what would it cause God to touch someone in his bedroom? Like Ora Roberts. Ora Roberts was building an university and he wanted financial assistance. He wanted financial assistance. He announced it on television. Then please help me. Please help me. I was always disturbing people. Please, I need to do this. God has sent me. I need to do this. Ora Roberts, in his own words, a certain man, I've forgotten the state, traveled from a certain state, traveled and went to Ora Roberts with $100,000. And then, Went and saw Robert and said, I want you to know I don't like you. <laughs> he told Robert, I don't like you, but God spoke to me to bring you. Take it. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Shout hallelujah. God can help you. Let his Holy Spirit rest upon your life. Let the Holy Spirit, that's where we are going. Nowadays, if you want to, it's just a prayer you should pray. The Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Now, that's when we come to church. We are going to be called. We want the Holy Spirit to take over New Cross. Take over United Kingdom. The Holy Spirit, we want to say, Holy Spirit, come again. When the Holy Spirit is not missed, healings are common. Ordinary ones, people amongst us will be going and working miracles because the Holy Spirit is mightily upon us. Shout hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jesus, Mary, Mary, Mary said, how can these things be since I know no man? The angel said to Mary, the, oh, said, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. I told you on Friday. How can these things be in your life? The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high shall. The Holy Spirit will come upon me and the power of the highest shall overshadow me. Let's all say that together. The Holy Spirit will come upon me. Oh, say it again, everybody. Let's say it out loud. For the last time. The Holy Spirit will come upon me and the power. That is how God will get it done in your life. The way God will get it done in your life is by His Spirit coming upon you. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon someone afresh. So Jesus came, as a matter of fact, in his conception, the Holy Spirit was involved. At his baptism, when he was being baptized, we all had earlier on Luke chapter 3 from verse 20, Bible says that he was praying, and the heavens was opened, and then the, the Spirit of God descended in a bodily form like a dove upon him. And the voice came from heaven and said, 
you are my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. But the Holy Spirit descended upon him. And then in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was about to start his public ministry, I like that verse. In Luke chapter 4 from verse 16, the Bible says that he went to the temple as his custom was on the Sabbath day. And he was giving to him the scroll to read. He took the scroll to read and he opened to the place of, uh, where, uh, in the prophet Isaiah where it is said, it's written. Then verse 18 says, Watch this. You see his opening statement when he started ministry? His opening statement. Now, in the first place, chapter 4, verse 1 says that he went into the wilderness in, uh, full of the Holy Spirit. He, or he was led by the Holy Spirit, filled with the Holy Spirit. He came out of the wilderness in the power of the, of the Spirit. Then he went into the synagogue and then his first public address, when he was about, that's when he started his ministry. When he was about to start his ministry, his first statement is that he read from the Bible. And he said, this is how I love Jesus. He read from the Bible and he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed. The next verse. Verse 19, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Verse 20, watch this, verse 20. Then he closed the book and gave it back to the attendant and sat down. Watch this, I like that, I like that. When the Holy Spirit is upon you, what happens? All eyes, and all eyes, uh, and the eyes of all who were in the synagogue were fixed on him. Tell me, when is your turn to be married? Which husband, destiny husband will notice you? When is your turn to be promoted? When is your time for a job? When the Spirit of God comes upon you and you begin to walk according to Scripture and you begin to walk according to destiny. Some of us are looking for opportunities instead of looking for destiny. Wasting time being like other people because that is what everybody is doing. What is your destiny saying? What is in the course of your destiny? Why are you just following the That's one of the things I don't like. I don't like following the crowd. I enjoy doing what destiny commands and demands. If I were you, I'll be more hungry for the Holy Spirit. I'm going to show you some of the things that can block the flow of the Holy Spirit from your life. Jesus. And the Bible says, all eyes. Look at, look at it. I like what he said. So, Bible says that all eyes, all, the eyes of all who were in the synagogue was, was fixed on him. Go to the next verse, verse 21. And he began to say to them, today, scripture is fulfilled. <laughs> Hallelujah. Why could he say that? Because the spirit of God was upon him. Watch this, watch this. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Ah, Jesus, I really thank you for telling me this one. Watch this. He could say that because, pastor, he has discovered himself in scripture. And it takes the spirit of God to find yourself in scripture so no one can intimidate you. So there are some scriptures you read, you know this one belongs to you. That's right. That's you right. know, it doesn't matter what you are going through. Right. It doesn't matter what the devil is doing. That's you right. have found yourself, Satan, it's too late. I found myself, hey, everybody, it's too late. I have found myself, you can't intimidate me. You cannot stop me. You cannot bully me. You cannot terrorize me. Why? I have found myself in the scriptures. How did I do that? By the Holy Spirit. Show me someone who has discovered himself in the scriptures by the Holy Spirit. And I'll show you someone who is just unstoppable, invisible. You can't stop him. Wow. Because the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, what ordinary men can do, you'll be doing. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. So, when he came to his public ministry, the Holy Spirit was involved. Actually, Bible puts it this way. 
in Acts chapter 10 verse 38, how God how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost. He went about doing because the Holy Spirit was upon him. He went, Bible said, anyone, he said, he was and healing all. All. Why? Because the Holy Spirit, he was anointed with the Holy Spirit. Jesus himself. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Say, Holy Spirit, I need you. Most of us have been so busy living like everybody. Now listen to this, brothers and sisters. Why should a Christian be struggling like everyone and living like chasing the same things and suffering the same things? Sometimes you suffer more than others. And speaking like them, the only difference between you and them is you come to church and believe in the Bible and hoping that one day God will send a prophecy your way to change your story. No! You know what I discovered as well? God will place what you, He will give you what you need. But you have to reach out for what you want. Everything God will give, He will give you and He puts it within your reach. You will have to stretch out and go for it. There are people who want, Holy Spirit, come upon me. And they don't want to pay any price. No, it doesn't happen like that. It doesn't happen like that. You have to pay a price. Separate yourself unto Him. Spending time with Him. When the Spirit of God begins to move, life becomes different for someone here. Yes. So, hallelujah. hallelujah. Let me finish this thing. In Acts, Acts, uh, uh, the Acts of the Apostles, the same thing. Bible says that Jesus said, Go and preach. But wait, 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 wait don't go. Acts chapter 1, verse 4. Hey, wait, wait, don't go. Wait, don't go. Go, but wait. Wait for what? Wait for the Holy Spirit. Wait for the promise. Hallelujah. Wait, it tarry you in Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come for you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. It's so it's so they, what they did was a function of the Holy Spirit. That is why in Acts chapter 4, verse 29, when they prayed that God, behold, they are threatening and grant us with boldness, we will pray that God. Bible says that verse 31, the place where they stood shook, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they went out. They went out. Don't go out without the Spirit. That would be a risk. Like you go somewhere, you go and park your car. You say you park at your own risk. <laughs> if you leave anything in your car, you do it at, at your own risk. If you go out without the spirit on your life, it's at your own risk. Someone say hallelujah. hallelujah. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon someone. Amen. I see the Holy Spirit coming upon somebody. Amen. In the mighty name of Jesus. What do I do for the Holy Spirit to come upon my life? What do I do? For the Holy Spirit to come upon my life. Bible says in Acts chapter 2. Verse 1. So on the day of Pentecost. They are all together in one place. With one accord. Alright. Chapter chapter 2 verse 1. When the day of Pentecost was with They were all together in one place. With one accord. They were there. And obviously if you study. If you are a good student of the scriptures. You find out that. They were not there just having pity party. Or just having. They were praying. In the upper room praying. Alright. They were praying in the upper room. 
Isn't it interesting when the Bible says that apostles heard that Samaria has received the word, they sent Peter and John, who when they got there prayed for them to receive the Holy Spirit. People being called to give their life to Jesus and people being called to be filled with the Holy Spirit. These things must be happening on a regular basis for us to experience the revival. Hallelujah. Chapter 2 verse 1 talks about how they were together praying and then suddenly, verse 2 says, suddenly something happened. The Spirit of God rushed in, almighty mighty tongues of fire sat on every one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak in tongues as the Holy Spirit uh, gave them, the Spirit gave them utterance. Now watch this. They were praying and they were, everyone in that place of prayer was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 4, verse 31, when they had prayed, the place where they stood shook and they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Right. So, how do you get filled? How do you get filled with the Holy Spirit? How does, what do you do for the Holy Spirit to come upon your life? Prayer. Let's all say prayer. prayer. Say prayer. prayer. Some of us, what we say, we are, we are coming to church. We want to come early to pray. Now, every service, there must be prayer before the service. Because we want to attract God. We want to attract God. When we, we service that, oh God, God, send the people to come. Send the people to come early. Let them come. And then when we're in SU, give them traveling messages. Everybody. <laughs> then we are praying for all those who are on the way. No, let's pray for those who are here. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> but but we, we have to pray for the Spirit of God. How many of you want more of the Spirit of God? So, so, the Spirit of Jesus will come upon us when we expose ourselves to wash this to a place of prayer. Place of Caris is going to be a place of constant prayer. Constant prayer. Sometimes we will start service without music. We just want the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit. Hey, hey! Begin to pray. And those who are interested, let them pray. Those who are not interested in Now it's not like, oh, everybody, please. No, no, no. It's like, you, let's all, Bible said down there, instead of anyone who jump into it, we jump. By the time you realize that others have gone so far, last Sunday, the scripture you quoted, he said, the, the levels of the Spirit of God, Ezekiel 47, he took me. It was initially ankle level, or at my, my feet, ankle level, and then my knees, and then my waist, now a place I can't The levels. Levels. It's like you go to the, uh, the beach, and some people, like uh, some of us, we normally do. You don't want to. You touch. You use your feet to touch the water. <laughs> then you jump. <laughs> and for so many months, you've been in church every time. <laughs> every time. You come. Either if you don't come late. You even come and you find someone and sit quietly and be observing everything that's going on. Like a hired journalist. <laughs> when you see that something is getting serious, then someone falls by you, then they say, close the eyes, then you are opening your eyes. <laughs> and you are look, watching everything. And then once in a while, okay, okay, me too. When they say lift up your hand, then they do this, the best, they do this. Is that how to lift your hands? <laughs> they said, lift your hand. At best, you start like this, then you bring it back like this. But when you're hungry for Holy Spirit, 
dive into it. Dive into the flow. Delve into it. Give all your own into it. And you will see the manifestation of the Spirit of God over your life. So, number one, prayer. Say prayer. Prayer. Number two, um, all right. Okay, let me talk about number two, then it will lead to number three. Because number, I wanted to say the other one first, but let me say, I will put it in number three. Number two is desire. Desire. You must have it in your heart. I want it. I want you Holy Spirit. Listen, I, Pastor Frank, I realize the Holy Spirit does not. He doesn't. He doesn't. No, no, it's true. The Holy Spirit does not rest on people who don't desire him. That's right. I realize that. I realize that doesn't mean. So sometimes even when I'm praying for people, and I say, come, let me pray. Some people, they come. Right now. I just touch you and move on. I can't be it. And I discovered no one gets an encounter of the Holy Spirit without a hunger. Do you know why I want to teach on this one? bit? Because Sunday I'm going to teach on the gifts of the Spirit. Gifts of the Spirit. Someone was asking me, Pastor, is it okay to fast for the, to get spiritual gifts? Because is it not God who gives it at his own will? So when you are fasting, I'm trying to control God. I said, don't worry, bro. He said, he said, convert spiritual gifts. Target it. Target it. Like the way there are some people here, you have targeted iPhone 6. <laughs> You are waiting. You can't wait for it to be outdone. You are waiting. Or your upgrade time. If some of us, you want to upgrade six months earlier because you want. See, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. But in the same way, you must even desire the Holy Spirit more. You must sit down with an, a hunger in your heart. Holy Spirit, I'm here for you. Holy Spirit, touch me. I want more of you. When you are going to bed, that will even restrain the kind of things you watch. No, you can't watch anything because you are so hungry for the Holy Spirit. You are so hungry for the Holy Spirit. Those days of normal church, you come and you clap and go, and then normal church, and then you come. You struggling out there, come to church, and really, you know, because the pastor's anointing is working, so you are you are basking night for a while, and then life is not really dynamic for you. Those days are quickly passing away. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. The Holy Spirit shall come upon someone. Amen. The Holy Spirit is coming upon someone. Amen. The Holy Spirit is coming upon someone. Is there someone with a desire for the Holy Spirit? Shall Holy Spirit come upon me now? Holy Spirit, I want more of you now. Thank you, Jesus. God doesn't just want to do for you. He wants to do through you. He wants to do through you. He wants to do through you. So, desire it. Uncle Joe, desire it. I remember, in my early days of Christian life, this was, this was our philosophy. That someone is playing the bass. He's playing, believing that he plays, he's trying to call, the Holy Ghost will be moving people. He listens. You are playing bass, but you have it, your Holy Spirit anoints me. Anoint me that as I play. So you are not playing for enjoyment. You are playing for a flow. You are playing for impartation. The 
was a position. You are playing. I remember we go to church. Our desires, the drama. You will be talking to a drama, and he said, My dream is that as I play the drum, the anointing of the Holy Ghost is flowing in the room. It's flowing, in the, let alone a singer. You come and sing, and you are only displaying the, the your vocal dexterity. Paul. Fred Price said, sing the stop song and stop that. <laughs> now watch this. Most of our church platforms, particularly the charismatic churches, most of the platforms have become platforms for entertainment and display of flesh. Most people don't have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been pushed aside. And we come and display what we can do. We come and display first. No wonder we come and go back the same. The same. Charisters will not pray. Instrumentalists will not pray. They are chasing each other. Ushers will not pray and be sensitive. Someone is coming, they offend them before the person sits down. Everybody's full of the flesh. It's common in our modern day charismatic church. And we need the Holy Spirit to revive us again. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. We need you, Holy Spirit. Revive us again, Lord. Say, revive us, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Send us your Spirit, Lord. Send us your Spirit, Lord. Revive us again, Lord. Revive us again. There must be a desire. When I got born again, my early days of my the early days of my Christian, all my desire, Lord, use me. Holy Spirit, come upon me. I was praying, all all of me. Holy Spirit, come upon us. No wonder in those days we could see the fresh virgin move of the Spirit of God on us. But now we are encumbered with so many things. So many things. Some people know they can, you can actually close early and be in church, but you prefer to work more to impress your boss. Lord, have mercy on us. So, number one is prayer. Number two is desire. Number three is consecration. Consecration. He's the Holy Spirit. Is what? What spirit? What spirit? Clean your hands. Wash your hands. Oh, Jesus died for us to wash all our sins, and He paid all the price. So it doesn't matter wherever you, what state you are. God accepts you like that. He accepts you like that, but doesn't leave you like that. The reason why we don't see the move of the Holy Spirit in our churches is because. Listen, if you are listening to me online, the reason why we are not seeing the move of the Holy Spirit, one of the major reasons is because of sin in the church and on the pulpit. Saying God said to me when God hasn't said. So the whole thing has turned into aggrandization and flesh, flesh. It's like playing draft, moving one flesh to the other and then just thinking about how you can be advantaged. Because, hey, life, you have to be smart. You have to be smart. Sin in your life will bar the Holy Spirit 
from resting on your life. Sin in your life will bar the Holy Spirit from resting over your life. Carnality, flesh. We are not talking to this one. We are not talking to this one. I don't understand why someone can be in a prayer meeting and leave a prayer meeting and say, you wait, I'm going when I finish praying, I'm going to fight. Beats my human understanding. It beats my human understanding. That you, you, you are in the presence of God. You are waiting for us to, maybe you came to God and meet someone. We are waiting. You let them finish preaching. No, you close. The one said, lift your hand. Lift your hand. God bless me. Bless me. And there are people who are de- demanding blessings from God, from God to prove to others that me too, I'm there. They will also see. Lord, do a sign on my life that those who hate me will see and know that thou have helped me. <laughs> Instead of saying, Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, even if they won't find out, even if, Paul, listen, 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 you know what Paul said? Paul said in Philippians chapter 1, from I think 12, 13, 14, and 15. He says some preach out of envy. Some preach to make his bones harder. Because they didn't like Paul. So they were preaching against him so that, so that you know, they were in prison Paul. He says some preach out of envy. Some preach out of jealousy. Philippians chapter 1 verse 11, 12 somewhere there. And then, but he says that at what, in whatever case, as long as Christ is preached, that's what matters to me. So even though they are preaching to hurt me, so long as they are, they are hurting me, is preaching Christ, go ahead, brother, go ahead, brother, go ahead, brother. I don't care. That means that me, that's when he said, verse 21, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. Separate yourself unto God. Brother, separate yourself unto God. Sister, separate yourself unto God. Separate yourself unto God. You must be determined. It is not a gift. You must be determined. You have to be determined. I will do it. I will do it, Lord. I will do it, Lord. And then suddenly begin to block some things from getting access to you. Because the environment you create is what will determine how far you can go in the Holy Spirit. Some things will weaken you. Some of us must stop watching certain kinds of stuff. Some of us at work, stop having conversations with some people. Certain people, you don't have to, you don't have to sit in their company. Stop sitting in some companies. There are even some people in church, you don't have to be in their company. Because they are not helping your Christian life. They are not serious. They are not hungry for the Holy Spirit. You are hungry for the Holy Spirit. Pastor, it's not every pastor that I can hang around with. I respect them, but I don't like their company. I can't. I respect, but I can't. Because I'm hungry, and they are not hungry. They seem to be full. I'm hungry. I need the Holy Spirit. We need you every day. We need you. If you find yourself entertaining sin, it means you are not desperate for the Holy Spirit. Deal with the sin. Tell someone, deal with the sin. I see the Holy Spirit is coming upon us. Because of my time, we can't go on. But listen, you let's see what God is going to do in our midst. It's a new day. I said it's a new day. I said it's a new day. It's a new day. It's a new day. Pastor, 
Job said, I've made the covenant with my eyes. Ah. That means some things I will I never will watch. Never Bible says that in Matthew chapter 5, mm. he said, if your eye is causing you to sin, take a knife, remove that eye. Mm. It's better you go to heaven without eyes mm. than go to hell with all your eyes. Mm. No, it's in the Bible, Matthew. It is, it is. It sounds cruel. It sounds funny. Hey, remove my eyes. Remove my eyes. Then you have to do something about it. Is it easy? You have to do something about your eyes. Brother, you know your eyes is taking away the Holy Ghost from you. Do something about that eye, the things you have been watching. God has blessed you. God has blessed you with a nice iPad. Now it has become Satan's field. And you come and tell me, oh, God understands. Sin, every sin. God understands. God understands. God understands. And you are dying. Satan is feeling comfortable around you. And you are saying, God understands. You have to wake up yourself. Come on, wake up yourself. Say, no way. I'm better than this. Yes. Like the prodigal and Get up. Come to your senses and wake up. You are not. God doesn't. It doesn't mean that God doesn't want you again. He still wants you. You still have access to God. But your sin will block you from enjoyment of the holy relationship with the, with the Holy, Holy, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. Drop those pictures. Put them off. Put them off. Those gossip and those attitudes. Fighting here, fighting there. Today, you, you don't like it. Tomorrow is this one. Every time, only you. There is always a problem with somebody one way or the other. Why? You have so much time. Why? Say Life, this life is too short. You don't, you don't have time. You don't have time. Let's church, let's go for the Holy Spirit. Lift up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. Begin to talk to him right now. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me fresh. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Come on, lift up your hands. Say, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Fall afresh on me, Holy Spirit. Oh, Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Spirit of the living God, fall afresh on me. Holy Spirit, move me now. Make my life whole again. Come on, lift up your hands. Begin to talk to him. If you are hungry, if you are desirous of the Holy Spirit, He will show you how to raise your children. He will show you how to start your business. He will show you how to win souls. He will show you how to reach out to people. He will show you how to win your enemies. He will show you how to how to how to turn situations wrong. He will show you how to win your husband. He will show you how to win your wife. He will show you, he will show you how to make progress. He will show you how to quit addiction. He will show you, he will help you to break the power of addiction. Thank you for listening. For more resources, please visit caris.org or call us on 0207-740-9960. God bless you.